This is Help Wanted, the show that tackles all the big work questions you cannot ask anyone else. I'm Jason Pfeiffer, Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. And I'm New York Times bestselling author and money expert, Nicole Lappin. The helpline is open. Nicole, you get to play Editor-in-Chief of Entrepreneur Magazine because I'm going to read you an email that was sent to me and you can decide what to do. Ready? Ready. Okay. So, subject line, entrepreneur cover candidate. And here's an important thing to know that you would know if you're the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine, which is that the cover of Entrepreneur uh, is where very famous people appear. So lately, that has included folks like Khloe Kardashian and Jimmy Fallon and Michael Strahan. So the there's rock. some context. Your the favorite. Rock. Yeah. Love that guy. So here is an email from a person whose name I'm not going to use. Subject but line. not The Rock. They are not The Rock. Very okay. important distinction. They are not The Rock. You don't they recognize the name. Are not within 17 time zones in terms of fame or accomplishment of The Rock. They are okay. a random person. Okay. All right. Entrepreneur cover candidate. That is the subject line. As a big fan of Entrepreneur Magazine, the email starts I am writing to make a passionate appeal to you to feature me on the cover of your esteemed magazine, Entrepreneur. Uh, then this person goes on to share some details about themselves. I believe I have a compelling story that your readers would find inspiring and motivational. Not only am I a successful CEO with over $100 million in sales, but um, and then it tells me some other random things that are not really business related uh, and uh, tells me that they live in a $4 million home. Congratulations to them. <laughs> and that uh, I represent the epitome of success and achievement in this thriving community. Community, I. I guess means the community where they have a $4 million home. Again, congratulations to them. <laughs> uh, anyway, it, it pretty much goes on and on like that. A uh, long list of accomplishments, also a husband and father, very exciting. And um, I want to use my platform to inspire others. Okay, great. So Nicole, uh, editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine, does this person get a cover? <laughs> no. no, they do not. You, you I wouldn't respond why? to this, but did you respond to this? Oh, did I respond to this? I did. Tell me if this is not the most diplomatic thing you've ever heard. I wrote, thanks for reaching out and congratulations on all your accomplishments. This does not make sense for us as a cover or for coverage more generally, <laughs> but we appreciate the interest. Best, Jason. That's really nice. Well, do you still have quick commands or whatever those are where you just have like a copy paste thing? Oh, I do. Yes. So uh, what you're talking is that about is that... No, that's not. That was, uh, that was handwritten. No, but I do have... Oh. If I type in no, which is N O O O O, don't forget the number of O's. <laughs> no, don't. It just kind of it just pops up after enough of them. Anyway, that one just says I'll pass on this one, but thanks. Anyway, the reason why we're talking about this is because can we both agree this person who has a four million dollar home is delusional. Went, they went big. They are delusional, but also they went big. Super big. Yeah. Which is what and you're told to do in business. That's exactly right. Because that's what you're told to do. You're told to go big. Go big or go home. Yep. And today, I think we should try to pick that go apart. Go small? Go small? Go medium? Go medium? Go medium. And not because we don't believe in big ambitions and big successes. We, we both have walked through life trying to go big. And so I'm not here to tell anybody, don't like go big, but in an individual moment, maybe going big gets you nothing. 
Whereas going smaller, medium, Goldilocks could have gotten you something. So let's break this down. Nicole, let's, let's, let's start with this. Do you feel like there have been times in your career where you were like, I'm going big, like, which we should define. Let's define big as not, I climbed a lot of steps and now there is a big moment and I'm going to go for it, but rather that I am going to swing for the fences. I am nowhere near being within grasp of this, but I'm just going to go for it because winners are made out of boldness and something, whatever the hell it is that people say in motivational speeches that I'd never listened to. I don't know. Have you ever done that or felt that? Swing to the fences. Yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, there's this other cliche that I'm allergic to of like, you know, you got nothing to lose, right? Like email the editor in chief of entrepreneur, ask for the fucking cover. Like you got nothing to lose. Well, mm. actually you do. You have your time to lose. Yes. And the likelihood of that turning into something that you are going to achieve is probably not worth the time you're going to lose because you're not losing something that you would have really had a realistic shot of getting in the first place. You're losing the opportunity to go after more things that are more likely achievable. Yeah, that's right. You are losing the opportunities. It's an opportunity cost issue. Because, yeah, fine, you don't have anything to lose, I guess, because you didn't have the cover of Entrepreneur Magazine and you're not going to lose the thing that you didn't have. But what if you could have built towards something else, something that was also valuable, something that was also useful? Maybe had that guy reached out in a totally different way and not positioned himself for a cover, but rather told me some less obnoxious things about him that made me want to run a story about him, that could have been useful to him. But I'm not even going to try to engage with that because of the way that he just tried to swing crazily for the fences. So do you think a better approach for this dude uh, was to not flex on his house? A. It's <laughs> <laughs> definitely always a good rule of thumb. And B, either approached you. So like he went big twice. He went to the top of the food chain and he went for the like big kahuna of the business right, right. which is like the cover that is like the epitome it's the biggest coverage. thing you can ask for from the biggest the world of, dude yeah for, right right he went to the he went to the top person and he asked for the biggest thing so could he have gone to the top person and asked for a small thing or could he have gone to a smaller person, not like in stature, but like, yeah. you know, somebody. more like an editor, somebody that reports to you or like an associate editor or somebody else, a contributor mm -hmm. even, mm -hmm. uh, and asked for a medium thing, like a feature. He totally could have done that. Totally could have done that. And I think, frankly, would have been taken more seriously as a result. And that could have looked like any number of things, but I'll give you one of them. If he had wanted to be really serious about this, it would have started with doing some research about who to reach out to and the kinds of stories that we run, and then figuring out how he fits into that, right? Which is to say he is shrinking himself down, and I don't mean that in a diminutive way, which is why I'm a little cagey on the way that I delivered that, but you know, look, there's either I'm so big that you should just plunk me at the very top, and then there's let me figure out how to fit into your system. Like, let me figure out how I can be a thing that makes sense over here. 
or how this person is incentivized to be interested in me because they look for stories about this and that thing. And actually, I'm an expert on this and that thing. And so I can be of use to them. If you thought about how you fit rather than just saying, you know, I'm going to go big and get it because winners take all, then I think that this person could have gotten something instead of getting nothing. And I personally, I like something over nothing. I do too. I don't love all the cliches and I love the fact that we're debunking so many of them. <laughs> so going medium in this case would have been understanding the ask first and being appropriate in your ask, right? Like any entrepreneur or you know, most successful people in business, you know what? Fuck it. I'll say all successful people in business have some delusion about them, right? Like yeah. you have to believe that if there's an opportunity, like you're as good a person as any to get that opportunity. That's right. Right. Like there's a there. So where is the line between that healthy sense of delusion or like extra self-confidence and like complete ridiculous delusion? without self-awareness? That's a really good question. I think that this comes down to, do you clearly understand the path towards what you want? Right? To go back to what we said earlier, we are not here to diminish people's dreams and ambitions. I love dreams and ambitions. I'm full of them. So are you. And so what this really is about is trying to figure out what is the realistic way to getting there? Because there is showing up and demanding the top prize. And then there's figuring out how to actually earn the top prize. And it makes me think about, for example, when I was a fresh out of college kid, I was at my first newspaper job. I was 22 and I had no experience. I had never written for big national newspapers, but boy, did I want to write for the New York Times. I dreamt of being hired by the New York Times, and I did not have the experience level at all to do that, but I just knew I could do it. I could I could do it if you just gave me the shot. So I wanted to take my shot. And what I did was I started applying to the Times and to the Washington Post and just like all the big publications and nobody- so What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? And the answer is the postage, I guess, because nobody took me seriously. And- Or the time you could have spent like applying to more medium places. Yes, also very true. Thank you. Yes, because I lost the time spent on more appropriate places. Also, probably, because I would send multiple applications to these places, probably I was annoying whoever's job it was to open those things. And maybe in the future- had that person still been there, they would have been like, ah, oh, this joker is still emailing, right? So because I didn't hear back from any of these jobs, I started just trying to get in front of top people <laughs> at these publications. And I I started some email thread or email chain. And so I managed to get an email response from this guy named Alan Siegel, who was a very high up editor at the New York Times. This is like 2004 or something. And <laughs> I told him that my ambition is to work at the times, hoping that he would have been like, well, you're a, you're a smart guy. Why don't we figure that out right now? And instead what he did was he wrote back. You have it? <laughs> I have it. I still have the email. Wow. Yeah. He wrote, by the time that happens with any luck, I'll be retired. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel reading that email right now? How long oh, ago was that? I, 20 years ago? Yeah, about 20 years ago. 
you kind of look a little like fleshed. Like, well, it's just such a funny thing to have received and to and to read now. Also, because what ended up happening was that I got that email and it made me really fully appreciate that there was no fast path to achieving this thing that I wanted. Nobody at the Times was going to hire me right now. I couldn't sweet email my way into it through Alan Siegel or anybody else. And so I needed to be more realistic. And that doesn't mean giving up ambitions because what I did was I did something that was also ambitious, but was within my grasp, which was that I quit that first newspaper job. I started freelancing. I, I did after like nine months, get a piece in the Washington Post. And then maybe about a year later, I got a piece in the New York Times. And I started to build out this resume that proved to people that I could do this kind of work. And then slowly, but as rapidly as I could, built towards something that ended up not being working at the New York Times, but being working at somewhere else that I loved and that helped me achieve a different version of the ambitions that I had, which is a version of the life I have right now. And all of that is to say that I feel like I needed to be shown that going big wasn't actually going to get me to the party in order to say, all right, well, then how can I go big in a different way? How can I go big in a more reasonable way? And to go back to your original question that got me on this, which was about how entrepreneurs and anyone in business have big ambitions and are a little blind to them and wouldn't achieve anything if they didn't follow through and believe in that. So how do you know when to do it and when not? I think the answer has to be, do you have a realistic understanding of what it takes to get to where you want to go? And do you have the tools and resources right now to do it? And if you don't, then maybe it's time to go big in a different way that actually follows or establishes some kind of realistic path and actually utilizes the tools and resources that you have available to you instead of just saying, screw it on my own brute force, I will get there because most of the time you won't. That was a really good lesson because- you did go big. You at that point, you know, lost some time potentially in getting this lesson. You didn't lose completely because it became a story on a podcast 20 years later. So yeah. it was worth something. But going medium in that case, I think you actually you went big, then you went medium. I don't you could have maybe gone small. So I think maybe you go small if you're swinging big, you go medium if you're swinging medium, and maybe you go big if you're swinging small. Like, I think that there, there's like a Goldilocks Tetris game to play. Like, you could have gone to the mailroom of the New York Times, right? right? Like, Alan was an editor. He wasn't like the editor-in-chief, right? Or the publisher. Yeah. He and was, you were asking for like a medium, medium, high medium. Yeah. I think that's right. But also, the sizing chart that you just gave me, which was interesting and confusing. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was big headache was also making me think about how all of these terms are so relative because sure. when I quit my job and I started trying to freelance for these large publications, that was also going big. It was just a different version of going big. It wasn't like, I'm going to move to New York and I'm going to march into the New York Times and I'm going to track Alan down. And I'm going to say, hire me, damn it. Like that. That's a different version of going big. That's stupid big. But what I did was 
big within the realm I was operating in. And maybe the problem that we have here is that we are blinding ourselves to one version of big kind of in the way in which there's this great advice, which I think we've talked about on the show before about how to define success for yourself and not try to follow other people's versions of success. And I think about this guy with his $4 million home who wants to be on the cover of Entrepreneur. And I'm sure a big part of the reason for that is because what he wants is to be able to frame that cover and put it up in his $4 million home. Be a nice addition to the home, I'm sure. Yeah. But that's only one version of big. Because another thing that he could have done maybe is he could have written an article about how to be successful on entrepreneur.com. And that would have seemed impressive to people as well. All right, fine. It wouldn't seem as impressive if you were like, what's more impressive, writing an article for .com or getting a cover? But that's not the way in which people have to understand things. Not everything is in context with the biggest possible version of what you want to do imaginable. Sometimes it's just about, can I accomplish something that still feels big and that puts me on the path towards even bigger? And that's valuable too. Don't discount everything else that doesn't match the largest possible version of big that you can imagine, because you will overlook so many other opportunities and value along the way. Stick around. Help Wanted will be right back. Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. Do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep. LinkedIn.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after. Nicole, have you ever thought about the one that got away? Jason, I am happily in a relationship. You know that. No, the hire that got away. Someone that you thought was perfect for your team, but ah, they were already with another employer. Oh, well, in that case, yeah, I think about her all the time. Well, it's not too late. You can reach out to that person on LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals that you can't find anywhere else, even people who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, looks like it's time for me to shoot my shot. 
do it. And I know you may have your heart set on one person, but if you do want to open it up and post a role to a bigger applicant pool, you can do it for free at linkedin.com slash help wanted. And because there are so many professionals on LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. So you'll never have a one that got away again. Incredible. That's linkedin.com slash help wanted. Yep. LinkedIn.com slash help wanted. Terms and conditions apply. Happy hiring ever after. Welcome back to Help Wanted. Let's get to it. And I think there's a relationship. I'm not sure exactly the connective tissue or not to hurt your brain thinking about it, but I think there's a balance. There's a big balance, right? Mm -hmm. There's a balance in asking for something big and asking for it from somebody big, like oh yeah, within an organization, right? So when I uh, was applying for my first internship, um, I was a freshman in college and I wanted to go to NBC in New York because I I didn't know anything, but I thought that was the best. It was like the number one station in the number one market. And what did I have to lose? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I actually did. I applied, even though the rules said I was a, you had to be a junior or a senior to get an internship within NBC. Um, But I applied anyway, because swing for the fences yeah. at that point. That Hell was yeah, go big. a big thing for me. And so I was rejected at HR. I figured out how to finagle my way around that particular requirement. So I still like kept at it, but I didn't walk in saying like, you know what, guys, honestly, Jay Leto, like his time has come right, like right, right. really i think i i deserve a primetime show like here i am i'm mm-hmm. a freshman let's fucking go <laughs> right like i'm ready to be an anchor no i mean i i stayed at that really small thing and i went even smaller and ended up getting the internship did like the most gopher work i logged tapes um i ran the teleprompter i watched first i watched the teleprompter person do the teleprompter and then like i just did the teleprompter so i wanted to become a tail of a lion right like i didn't Mm -hmm. go in saying i'm the head of the lion because there's this adage of it's better sometimes to be the tail of the lion than the head of a fox right like a small part of a big massive uh respected organization than a big part of like a shitty organization and i think that there's a lot of value to that but right you can't go in with the complete delusion of saying like i want to be the head of the lion because then you're gonna get nothing you're gonna get nothing and then you don't get to be on the lion and once you're the tail of the line, you can figure out how to, uh, just to butcher this metaphor, sort of work your way forwards. You can be which, the paw. Which is, yeah, you can be the paw. Sure, you can be the main. Because when you were watching the person who did the teleprompter, you were learning how to do that particular role. And then once you knew how to do that, you could do something else. And once you knew how to do that, you could do something else. And you can build your way in. And I think people just need the patience for that. And they need to understand that, I mean, this teeters into this kind of cliche dues paying kind of thing, which is not really what I mean to be saying, but I do think that there's something important about recognizing just realistically, what does it take to do this? And a lot of people don't, don't have that. It, 
it makes me think about, I was just yesterday before recording this, I was having drinks with the CEO of a, of a large tech company. And I won't say his name because we were just talking confidentially, but we were talking about the crazy things that people ask of us. And so I was telling him things like this, these random people out of nowhere will ask to be on the cover of the magazine. And he was saying that a lot of people reach out to him and ask him to help them with their like random thing, like that's sort of related to the tech company. They're building something or they're whatever. And they are, they are asking the CEO of the company who's got a lot of things to do to help them or to sometimes give them money or to help them fund their thing or whatever. And I understand the impulse that these people have, which is like, let's just take it to the top. Cause if I can get this person to pay attention to me, then sky's the limit. But you know what? What you're really doing is you're taking the lowest possible percentage shot at what you want. You are making it very, very unlikely that you will mm. get what you're looking for. And if you were to just shoot lower, you might increase your percentage. And isn't that what we want? Like, we don't want to go big on the very, very off chance that it works. I think that what we want to do is we want to figure out how to actually get to big. And those are different things. Yeah. And there's a gradient and all these cliches in business, there's so much nuance to them, right? So like, what is big? Where is that gradient? What is delusional? Where is that gradient? Like, is, you know, a certain amount of delusion or like self grandeur or, confidence is important, but like yeah. to what extent, you know what this reminds me of and where we could actually learn a lesson from the Nigerian prince scam. Oh, uh, right. How? We've talked about this a million years ago on an episode. Do yeah. you remember we talked about like this idea where we've all gotten this, you know, maybe sure. in I, I am a prince in Nigeria and I have a hundred million dollars locked up in something. And I have reached out to you, dear friend, to help me out. And if you just give Wire me a thousand dollars to to bribe this person, then I'll give you half of the hundred billion. And people fall for this scam over and over again. But who falls for it? Suckers. Right. And who do they target? Suckers. Right. 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 I know exactly what you're saying. What you're saying is this fascinating thing. I remember being totally fascinated when I first learned this, which is that when you get these scams, and actually, I mean, the, the Nigerian scam is like an older version of this. Now there's a million other versions that people get in their inbox, but they're always poorly written. They're always yeah. so obviously a scam. And you think to yourself, why, if you were trying to scam me, did you make it so obvious that it's a scam and you must be an idiot? The answer is actually, nope, not an idiot, really smart, because what they're doing is they're weeding out people who can clearly recognize a scam because they don't want to waste their time on people who are going to waste their time. Right. And if you and I got it, they weren't targeting the exact right clientele to get the greatest conversion, right? So right. you can ask for something big from the right people. Like you should know your audience and know the likelihood of what that conversion is. So I'm not suggesting <laughs> scamming anyone or falling for scams or, uh, 
Big, small, medium. I think what you're saying uh, here is if you're going to ask for something crazy, try to make it as less crazy as possible. Yes, right? Thank like, you. try to minimize the chances that this is too crazy, which means who can you ask who might reasonably engage with you? And the chances of hearing back from the CEO of a very large company is, I don't know, let's just put it at 0.01%. Okay. So now let's go down a level. Uh, what if we email the CMO, the chief marketing officer? Yeah, the rest Maybe, of the C-suite. Right. Maybe it goes it. up May a little bit higher. Right. Maybe it's right. Maybe it's 0.02%. So, you know, a little better. But what if it is... VP level. VP level. Maybe now we're at 1%. Mm -hmm. What if it's a director level? Maybe it's at yep. 2%. Keep on going until you find the person who is likely to engage with you and who is able to see the thing that you're asking as not crazy, but actually maybe a good opportunity. And that is just good math. That's not, not going big. That actually is going big. That's going bigger because, you know, it's like, trying to do something big, but with a really, really low percentage that it's going to work out is not actually going big. That's just like taking a flyer. That's just like shooting into the air. See what happens. I don't know. We'll throw some spaghetti against the wall. What's the worst that could happen? That's not going big. That's a, you know, it's funny. I hadn't thought about that when we started this, but like, this is the thing. Most of the time when people think they're going big, they're not, they're actually chickening out. And mm. the reason they're chickening out is because they're doing something that is so big and outrageous that the chances of it succeeding are incredibly low. And what would be bolder and bigger would be to actually buckle up and figure out how to make it happen. And you don't do that by dicking around and emailing the CEO and asking them for money because it's not going to work. That's right. If you're going to go big, be smart about it. Go big strategically. Just fucking go medium. It's the bravest thing you could do. I think that we just went medium and went home. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Help Wanted is a production of Money News Network. Help Wanted is hosted by me, Jason Pfeiffer. And me, Nicole Lappin. Our executive producer is Morgan Lavoy. If you want some help, email our helpline at helpwanted at moneynewsnetwork.com for the chance to have some of your questions answered on the show. And follow us on Instagram at moneynews and TikTok at moneynewsnetwork for exclusive content and to see our beautiful faces. Maybe a little dance? Oh, I didn't sign up for that. All right. Well, talk to you soon. Hold up. 